this is the Rex Society Podcast. My name is Tristan. Jeremy. Oh, jeez. And Vicky. <laughs> and we're here to talk mostly about movies uh, and other stuff. So, yeah, like, how's Memorial Day going for you guys, if there is such a thing today for you? Oh, way to time code it. Um, I just woke up, like, five minutes ago, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm memorializing all the money I've lost. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, in the film school, we don't, uh, at least in the master's program, we don't follow some of the three-day weekend holidays, such as, like, Memorial Weekend and all that stuff. But, luckily, I'm not quite doing too much per the schedule, just because I'm not quite in post-production yet, so. It kind of feels like an off day, even though I've been trying to be an adult and cook, uh, prep meals and whatnot that's cool i mean like um yeah i i have today off of work so that's definitely great i mean for the only one of the good things the only one of the only good things i could say about working nine to five which is like this is one of the few days where you can be off so yeah like it's memorial day weekend uh stuff has come out and obviously top gun is making the rounds uh, taking over the box office right now uh it was a movie that I saw in 4D with uh, Jeremy on premiere night, and it was the first 4D movie that I've experienced at Regal, like 40X uh, to be exact. And I was fucking blown away by how intense it was. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be as tense as as intense as uh as, as I like you know like just went through the whole thing. Like it, like my seat was moving around. I. I'm glad I didn't bring any, you know, food. Like, cause someone in front of me was eating like hot dogs and nachos, and and then there's a c- old couple, a couple of rows down. Like, like these seats were literally just throwing you around, and you know, there's <laughs> there's like water like getting sprayed at you, air getting, you know, like blown in your face, and just like I I had my mask on. Jeremy smelled things. Like it was crazy. Like I. I think this was the best movie to watch in 4D, and it got me thinking about different movie experiences in general, like to kind of see, you know, ways on how they can draw the audience in. So I was just kind of curious, uh, you know, before we get into that, like I've got all of us have seen Top Gun, right? I mean, I know you, Jeremy, but like Vicky, you saw Top Gun, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw it last night. Okay, cool. So yeah, like before we get into the whole experience thing, like let's just throw it out there. Like, what do you guys think of Top Gun? Fucking great. I mean, my sort of main thoughts on Top Gun was that just singular kind of not thinking about any of the movies that come out this year. I mean, it alone is fucking amazing. And, you know, one thing I've thought about Tom Cruise just, you know, as I'm growing up, and I've always just kind of more or less enjoyed the, the, the content that he has participated in. Um, but I've always felt like maybe there's a little bit of a bias. But I don't know. I think that that this sort of, even though it's like a sequel and whatnot, it kind of just feels like its own standalone thing. So I I think it really solidifies that just, not to say that it's all him, but just, I don't know, what he is in just works. It is entertaining. It is a good time. It is crazy. It is, there's so much of it that is real. You can feel it. Um, 
Um, and by real, I mean, you know, not VFX. And, uh, and then the other aspect is just that when I went into the movie theater, I just realized just, you know, yeah, I, I go a lot. I'm always kind of seeing all the different types of audience members. And I just felt like this was the first time that I saw just a completely like people that just came out of the woodwork. They just never quite felt a motivation to go see a movie um, until this one. And, and I, I think it's kind of like, I hope a sort of, a sort of, you know, like a sort of taste of, that like there is a even though it's an action film really standard you know action film at the end of the day commercial stuff like that which is what what we you know moviegoers talk about a lot it's still kind of different and I think it kind of shows that like you know either audience audiences wouldn't be mad at something different or that there's different types of audiences so we should just put more of an effort to capture all of them um, but man it was a it was a wild ride and. And I'm glad that I've made the effort to see the first one, just so that just the couple of things that they tied back to, yeah. you know, just like with the with the theme song, you know, I was able to to kind of feel like, oh, man, like I was connected to the past, even though I just watched it last week. <laughs> like now, now, you know, why Archer keeps saying danger zone, like, I don't know, just. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Jeremy? No, Tom Cruise is saving cinema with his bare hands. That's what he's doing. Uh, there's, there's, no one can do it better. Um, you're set, like you, you brought up the perfect point. Uh, our perfect reason is like you're like people that don't go to the movies are going to see this. They need to see it, and that's what Tom is doing. I mean. He has the perfect line in the film that encapsulates it all in the beginning when um, when he's testing out the plane, um, then and he's and uh, the guy in the command center is like, he's like, if you go through the, with this, you could lose everything. And Tom just says back, and if I don't, everyone else will. <laughs> and I'm like, that's. That's the whole, that's Tom Cruise's whole crazy manifesto, you know, with everything he does. And this, uh, I guess I'm going to call it the, the, um, the, uh, Christopher McQuarrie, Tom Cruise, uh, uh, verse where the last three Mission Impossibles plus this are like, nobody does it better than, than Tom Cruise. And that's like kind of like the whole, you know, uh, plot of those movies slash like meta commentary of those of all these movies, but like Maverick, I'm just like, ah, uh, it's so crazy what he's doing. Um, I absolutely fell in love with it. I, I mean, I I didn't even finish watching the first one. I mean, I know it was the first one enough, but like I was just so happy with it i know i just realized uh that that the like we have a a, a like a kind of like a like a real imax theater you know like the thinking about the one back at home and it was like closed forever i just because of covid i just realized in this moment that the theater has reopened so i might uh break my rule and perhaps see it again because uh, I, 
don't I don't like the, the IMAX that we have, you know, just at AMC is not great. So Ooh. I mean IMAX. That's yeah. that's usually what they are. <laughs> but oh. I, I plan to see this in every fucking format I can. <laughs> yeah. 40x rpx standard uh, uh imax i'm gonna like have to take out like a payday loan for all the money <laughs> i'm spending on this movie <laughs> i am really curious though about i've never done a 40x experience I, i've always quite not think that this is maybe where i'm leaning or interested in it seems like too much for me but you know I'm 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 definitely curious about that experience y'all went through and I don't even know. Like tell me more. Tell me yeah. more. Okay. All right, um, yeah. Tristan laid it on a little bear. Uh, cuz I want to put my perspective on this cuz um I realize I have a narrative. You know, I've only done 40x once in my life before this and I was like kind of disappointed with it, but I realized like now going to this one like multitude of reasons i think the, the original one i went to the it wasn't as immersive um i think it was just like a less quality version like uh just not as a uh, intense or effects heavy and then um other hand i saw a very non-action heavy movie which um i saw a uh, uh, tron legacy which uh, happens to be another joseph kavinsky uh, kolinsky you know guy who directed maverick so i've only seen joseph kolinsky movies in uh 40x uh, and um yeah so like the 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 way these things were set up is like they're uh they're they're on like a four seat panel it was like it was like a ride vehicle pretty much is that, that how you look at it tristan uh yeah like i mean i i would describe it as you know like something on par with like a universal uh like uh ford i mean i i guess i i want to say that's what they want you to experience at 40 because I, I feel like this is kind of like that but accelerate for some reason i because i mean if you went on something like shrek 40 or, or something that that makes you feel like you're just on a ride throughout because this is like that but for fucking two hours and and it it, it never lets it never Mm-mm. lets you down. No, 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 no. For the Shrek 4D is a bad example. My, if I, mean, I, just I don't know. Said, I, I, I was just throwing that as an example because I, I never my, actually went on yeah Shrek 4D. My 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 ride equivalent for theme park heads would be uh, Dinosaur. Um, okay. Uh, from uh, Animal Kingdom, I can't. Why can't I think of the full title? But I mean, that's the level of like uh, movement. But um. Yeah, I mean, um, tickets were expensive as hell. <laughs> I think they come out equal to about like $25 a ticket, but I think it is worth it. Yeah, genuinely. definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was like generally like one of the most extreme like experiences like I've had. Like it really felt like a theme park ride for better yeah. and worse. Um, I, I mean, mean hmm. I mean, you know, like you factor in like um, us, like like we were drink, we ha- we had like full bellies of of liquids, and and our 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 stomachs were just swishing around. Like it, it felt like we were gonna just fucking <laughs> like <laughs> like you know just throw up. Like like just a yeah, few. Yeah. Mo- 
You gotta go on an empty stomach. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it, I had nachos like before the movie started. I was fine, but the fact that like if you like drink any, like we just had bottles of water and like <laughs> like that was like too much for it. I mean, fuck, man. Like I, I had. I had M&M's, like the M&M's are like worth four packs. I was like, you know, telling Jeremy this as I was eating all of them before the movie started. And like, I just felt everything in my stomach swish around where I felt like the M&M's are like slowly just, you know, like churning up a chemical reaction. And it just, it just kind of feels like something's happening to my stomach as the movie progresses. And, and afterwards it feels just rock solid. (laughs) Like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, it it rattles you around like a yeah, uh, um, like one of those like coin machines. Just <laughs> it it just um, uh, it was crazy. I mean, the 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 at least the setup we had like had like a a, a little fold out that you had to put your feet onto, yeah. and like like honestly, it generally felt like that was like. It, it was much needed support. Like we're just short of needing like seatbelts. Yeah, you know? they need they need seatbelts. They need seatbelts. Uh, like, <laughs> wait. So so I I feel like okay because I'm just trying to really get my head wrapped around this. I I'm I haven't I'm not a a like a theme parky person. So I, I get like a general idea of what of what y'all are saying. But I feel like I. I uh, just because I'm curious, I'm trying to get a better understanding. So I know that you're saying that like your seat is moving, but would you say that it is moving so much that you can like the other audience members in front of you, like you can like you can actively see that everybody yeah. is jostling around? <laughs> like I mean, like Jeremy, when when we were like because because when me and Jeremy were 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 uh, waiting for like the trailers to finish, like. So they, they did like this this mini demo like I guess just like for Jurassic World like promo, and and like uh, you know as soon as the seats started moving and levitating like this is this was all of us Vicky. It's like and then and, and everyone like all collectively they all said like whoa what the fuck it's like all the audience was like what the fuck. Oh, oh my god! I feel like I feel like this is gonna. If they continue this route, I feel like they're gonna be able to, like, to be able to get a theme park ride with a significantly shorter wait time and a longer experience than like five minutes is yeah. and cheaper twenty five dollar ticket. I mean, goddamn. Yeah, um, it, it was genuinely like when they, you know, it was kind of like uh, when you go to IMAX and they like, you know, they do like the show the expanse of the screen and the sound system they did with like the capabilities of 40x and like besides everyone jostling around like the whole theater was just kind of like just cackling like yeah. from like <laughs> what was uh happening to them it was it was like a genuine surprise to everybody and um and that pretty much happened like throughout the movie whenever something crazy happened yeah. you just everybody is just like kind of laughing out a, a storm not like you know like just out of like pure glee i guess like just how crazy like what was happening was um but yeah i mean it it, it genuinely like this you're not a theme park but like um dinosaur or countdown to extinction that's the full title um 
uh, Animal Kingdom is kind of known for like, at least to me, like for like it, the whole thing just shakes you around for like whatever the four and a half minute ride experience is. And like it, it's like aggressive where it hurts. And this is like felt the closest to that where like I had my arms like this sold out. I had my arms between my seat at one point. And then like, you know, Tom Cruise's test flight is happening and like the seat just jostles to the left. And I'm like, bam, just hit my elbow right against the armrest. And I'm like, ah, that hurt. Like <laughs> you gotta like sit like properly, you know, um, on these things. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it was it, it's genuinely wild and like yeah, if you just look at the seats, it's kind of fun because you just see like everyone's seat just turn yeah. or lift or uh, have little. The funniest thing was just the little streams of water. Like it was like a little mini fountain show. Like they just had like a little squirt of water come from behind everyone's seat. Like you know, barely shot me in the fucking eye. <laughs> Yeah, I was disappointed with my water experience. I didn't get uh, I didn't get wet enough. I only got a couple droplets on me. If I had any complaint about 40x was like uh, more water. I, I I really wanted to get sprayed down by it, and um, only got a couple droplets. You know, I noticed like on my hand or like my my pants. I'm but, sure uh, Avatar will uh, deliver. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I know you guys are making me want to make sure I, I'm like, what What would be the next movie that may be like super fucking worth it for this? I mean, I would say Jurassic World, probably because yeah. it's not worth seeing, but I imagine the 40X would be really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Find a way. It's like, I feel like nowadays we have to ask ourselves, like, what's the best format to enjoy, you know, like what, like, how do we give this film purpose? Yeah. Oh. Uh, 40x <laughs> yeah because i um the other unfortunate thing with maverick was um we didn't get a lot of smellovision. vision you know i think um i only got it once which was uh you know my like uh my favorite part of the movie like at least for the 40x experience was the sailboat um the sailboat ride between Jennifer Connelly and Tom. Um, and like just the the whole thing was just like so like the the seats are just rocking back and forth and the fans were sitting at the aisle seat. The fans are just going. My hair is just fucking flying everywhere. It, it was there's they're so powerful and you could just hear the canister, the 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 smell of vision pumping and like this fake sea breeze air coming through and um just the little squirts of water coming in the air and um the 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 great very confusing credited score is just going loud and i was like oh this is like great this is perfect like like this is the most immersive i've ever felt in a movie there's just all these effects going off at once you know and then like five minutes later just going Just, yeah, like, just, uh, just from uh, some dog fighting. Um, <laughs> no, no fountain drinks for this one. Definitely bottle drinks all the way. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are there? Are there? I'm assuming there's a cup holder. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. It seems ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys ever remember, like, um, like the little AMC, like. Um, little amc bumper they played at the beginning but they had that guy that kind of became like a small meme where like he's sitting there with the popcorn and he gets like scared and like shoots the popcorn up and a 
goes they, everywhere. They removed that bit. Like they removed I know they it. removed like, it, and uh, which I kind of understand because I imagine like you know like asshole teen me would copy it, and then some asshole slightly older teen would have to clean it up afterward um but yeah i felt like if i had a bag of popcorn i just like first test flight i just want to just <laughs> throwing it all over <laughs> like unintentionally because it's just so um it's so startling like if anything that was like and that would bring to like my probably one Thing about the movie was like all the dogfighting stuff like dogfights and um uh whatever uh flights and such like the the movement and the seats were like so extreme that like that was probably my primary sensory focus on it and like watching it you know stationary in the theater and like actually focusing i was like much more impressed with all the um flight stuff and I was very um, I was not quite distracted by the uh, overwhelming experience of uh, uh, being jostled around like I'm in a tumbler gyre and like I was just thinking how you know for some older folks even though like you know I'm happy like this movie brought out like a lot of the older crowds you know out to the theater again um i mean if they watched it in, for- in this format like they like you know like like this uh, with, the, with all this immersion like they need to to like fi- like sign some sort of like like form before taking a seat because like someone is gonna have a concussion from this shit one day and it's gonna be like you know like man like it's 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 I was I was just worried about the old couple <laughs> the whole throughout the whole movie like in the back of my head just thinking to myself oh man I hope they can actually get up from this because like geez like I you know like I I really do think that there should be uh you know definitely like more more uh, a caution for for certain crowds like because it's it's a fun immersive experience but man like i i i would suck if someone got hurt <laughs> from this um but um yeah, yeah i mean uh, yeah i was gonna say like a lot of disney or well just theme park rides have like uh you know tell you not to ride if you have like heart conditions um or pregnant or like uh you know sensitive to like uh strobe effects and I feel like you need all those warnings going into yeah. this thing. Yeah. Because they also just, like, camera flash you, you yeah. know, at certain moments. Like, like, uh, like in the beginning, though, the smoke, like, like, okay, so, Vicky, here's another thing. Like, so, right as it started, like, like, in the ceiling, like, just, just pure, like, smoke just, like, just, uh, just popped out and flashing. Like, you know, and the flashing keeps happening whenever there's, like, explosions or stuff. And, and it's cool, but it's also just kind of like, you know... Like fuck, man! These some of these people. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like it's it's like what's the 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 fine line between making it worth it, and then it's like when is it overkill? You know what I mean? It's like so it's yeah. like so hard to. I feel like it must be hard to determine. Yeah. Um, because you want to make it worth it, but then it's like, uh, you know, it, it's was there ever a moment where it was like just truly still or is it always something kind of always happening there 
like there were oh i'm sorry you want to talk jeremy oh no i was just gonna say there were moments that were truly still but i want to say the only moments also where i felt like um i was like motion sick (laughs) at all which i think is something that's possibility for people so the only moment i really felt like i was motion sick was where the seats would move ever so subtly like just slightly tilt where i was like i don't know if these seats are like moving or not and or and if they're not i am gonna throw up in like three seconds because <laughs> that means like my my equilibrium is like so off right now or the chairs are just moving like five degrees to the left yeah so like, but there are moments where just there isn't any movement yeah I mean, because I, I was going to say, like, I mean, it, and this could be distracting, like, once you, like, I guess, realize this, but, you know, you can tell when your chairs are moving because there's, like, a sound of the machines, like, like you know, you can kind of hear, like, like a like a background noise that kind of goes, like, eh, just, it, it's like, it, it, you can hear, like, the machine's kind of revving up a little bit or, or, or it's just activated, and then, you know, a few moments it's off, and it's like, okay, we're not moving. <laughs> You know, so it's like I, I, it, that part could be a little distracting because I was at that point kind of taken out of the movie like a few times because I'm thinking to myself like, man, like I can hear like, you know, these chairs right now. So and that so that kind of makes me wonder, like, I mean, in your in your case, like Vicky, because I know you haven't been on this before, like, would you think? like be interested in this for first viewing of a movie or do you think this would probably be more of like something fun like like in a rewatch like because that way you know you've already seen the movie you you've you focus on the plot and now you're just just solely on the experience alone so you know i don't know if this like really kind of helps my answer so i mean i saw it in dolby it's how i primarily see films now just because i'm near an amc um and you know unless it unless the film doesn't come out in dolby so so anyways that's what i saw maverick in and and you know now after the fact i felt like i felt like with maverick there was a story worth paying attention to and i think um you know i again i'm not like the best example or when it comes to like sort of rides in general and that's what this kind of seems like so but i would worry that it would seem like if there is a story really to pay attention to um or that's kind of interesting enough to kind of keep pulling you forward then i think that may be a rewatch um um uh because I know it's kind of like hard to consider it the reality of like, you know, buying a $25 ticket and sort of walking out. Um, so, you know, when, when it gets to kind of practical terms like that, um, you know, maybe in that case, but, you know, kind of ignoring all those little details and just saying that, like, I feel like I would, I would, you know, I'd like to see the film, and then if I'm like, man, like, let's do that again, I think it'd be, like, worth it to see it in a different format in general, and I think that then I could just enjoy the ride and less of, like, I feel like the the crazy thing to me is the multitasking of enjoying the ride and and what's happening in front of you, because I yeah. feel like I feel like when you're at, like, you know, Universal 
yes, there's like a story going on, but you know, you're really just in it for the jostling and the and the adrenaline of it. You know, so now you're telling mm. me like, actually follow a whole plot and you know, we got A plot, B plot, C plot, two hour, you know, and 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 so, you know, I but um and now I know that I think it just kind of depends on the film. Like, I feel like I feel like with Top Gun, I would worry that if someone didn't like it, that it would be distracting and uh, in, in not a positive way. But maybe like a film like Avatar or um, where, where there's something else and I just forgot it. Where I feel like you could, or like a film like If Gravity, right? came out now in 4dx you know um where that those are like really immersive experiences you know i i I think the experience is to me you know i guess it's just my opinion but it, it seems to come first like the experience comes first and then if there is room for plot and other things great you know so so it has something to keep you moving forward uh, but if if it's story first, I think it's and then it's a rewatch. But if it's sort of a, a world building first or experience, then I think that you know to to watch it in like 4D or something crazy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, as a theme park person, this is making me very uh, frustrated. <laughs> I I love this format. <laughs> um, there is story to every theme park ride, and you can find them. It's not all about the experience. My favorite rides are slow-moving boat rides. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean it, it is the thing. Like the the difference is is like you know, um, uh, theme park rides are like designed you know around these uh, experiences and motions and all that, and then. 40x experiences are kind of like backwards made you know like i was bringing up to tristan like the idea that someone has to like direct these 40x experiences yeah. sound very like sounds like a very tantalizing like um creative experience because like you know some of the funniest motions in the movie like such as like um uh, one of these is a spoiler, but um, you know, during the the beach scene, like when you know two of the characters chest bump against each other, the chair just like shakes a little <laughs> bit, you know, to as a like reaction to it. Um, I I do think like seeing it, it honestly, like my favorite parts of the first like the first time watching the movie were um. We're kind of all of the Tom Cruise, uh, Jennifer Connelly stuff. And I mean, I do have like my whole meta idea on like Tom Cruise's like, um, uh, like, uh, sexuality throughout like the last 10 years of his movies. I won't get into, but uh, I mean, those moments were like the stuff where like the least amount of, um, I guess 40 Xing that was happening, um, in the movie so i think i like i kind of like absorbed it a little more and i was like appreciating it a little more um and uh i i i think there is something there to it like where you're saying um because like yeah then all the flight stuff i'm just like ah going to the like crazy um so i i i, I mean 
I fucking love this format, y'all. Um, <laughs> it is like my new favorite thing. Um, but I, th- I do think there's something to it. I think if I ever want to rewatch a movie, like rewatch a movie, I would definitely consider watching it in 40x um, again. Like Avatar, I'd probably see on my second or third time in uh, in this format. Definitely would have been my first time experience because. Uh, <laughs> It would have to be an IMAX first. But um, the other thing that like I think is a big, quote-unquote, X factor to this that um, was unique to this movie and probably, I don't think, to any other 40X movie because everything gets released in this is that um, uh, Maverick was in 2D and most other 40X movies are in 3D. So the idea of having 3D glasses while, like in this thing is something that I haven't really like I, I would be curious to see how that plays out I, that, that might change like a lot of it for me um, I, was just, I was just about to ask I was like does I was because uh, thinking when you mentioned Avatar and I was thinking like about the fact that Avatar you know was like I was thinking about 3D and stuff like that and I was like wait it, 4D you know I was like does that I wanted to ask clarification like does that automatically mean 3D but not necessarily is what you're saying well, I don't think Tom Cruise has ever released a movie in 3D, so this is like kind of the exception to the rule. I, I genuinely think he doesn't have a 3D movie. If anything, Oblivion might be the one, but if you look at all his movies, I don't think any of them have 3D releases. So this might be like the one exception for 40X, because um, like when I was looking at the showtimes like earlier in the day, they were playing Doctor Strange 2 in 3D in the 40X format, so... I think everything else has a 3D glasses component, which I would be genuinely interested in how that would be. Um, and yeah, we we're talking about like, we're like Doctor Strange Two seems like it would have been like kind of a bad movie to see in this format. I think there's also like a editorializing, like I said, like kind of what threw me off of the 40X was seeing Tron Legacy, which I was so excited for, and then that movie is just like some great action scenes and then a lot of slow and people talking and not a lot happening. (laughs) So, um, uh, like I was like, Oh, this is like kind of like waste a little bit. Um, so like, I, I definitely think there are probably like certain movies, like, you know, whatever my thought on Jurassic world dominion could be, I think that would probably be one of the good movies in this format, especially I think, um, would probably utilize smell vision a lot more, which is uh, the one factor that we didn't get that much of. Yeah, I want to smell dinosaur shit. Like, that's, you know, like, that's, that's well, what Well, dino breath, that's the big thing. Like, like, you know, when the fucking T-Rex roars in the, like, center of the screen, you want to smell its breath and get, like, the little splashlets of spit at you. Yeah. Like, that's that's what you want. Like, that's, yeah. that's what I want. I want to smell, like, I want them to pump, like, raw chicken smell into the theater and then, like, splashlets of water. And it's like, ah, oh, that's... Like, like can you imagine if you're, like, just eating, you know, like, something, like, some sort of fried food or whatever in the theater, and then you just smell, like, some fucking awful raw stench and you just sl- yeah <laughs> like, like hell yeah that's yeah, just not feeling to me <laughs> i just think about like other war war films where there's more like battlefield kind of you know 
what, like, how far, you know, how far, you know, are we willing to take it? Oh, yeah, like burnt flesh and (laughs) (laughs) the smell of pennies. Like, Uh, like, yeah, just, just, yeah, just throw it all in. I want all the smell. Like, you know, like, if there's a sex scene, give me all the smells. If there's, like, <laughs> they walk into a, uh, 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 a big shop or, like, a, or, like, they have to have a meeting at, like, a junkyard, give me smell of, like, rust and, like, and, oh, and, and bags of trash. Huh? Smoking scene. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, let that be my cue. I'll like, I'll coyly light up a cigarette if they're like in a room. You know, I'll be like, all right, I'll I'll add to the experience. You know, like, like all the, all the chain smokers, they're like getting more anxious. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they like re-release like Goodfellas and 40x. They're like, come on, come on, come on, get to the get to the get to the restaurant scene. <laughs> yeah. We want to see it. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. like it's you know it's it's, it's wild like how you know like I, I guess now that this door is open for me, it, it really just kind of makes me rethink about you know the movie going experience because because obviously you know like the theaters are trying to compete with streaming services right now and you know like like not just forty X there's like also Screen X which we like briefly talked about or and then there's you know places like Cinemark like the D box seats or or like you mentioned uh, Vicky like AMC has like Dolby. Uh, there's just so many ways to go to the movies now like that it, it really does kind of just you know feel like you're I, I guess like if you want to consume like something like you know you're thinking like okay what what's in it for this movie for like you know what's in it what's in this movie for me that you know I'd I'd like spend like 25 bucks for well, I mean having seen only one that's seen the movie in both formats like I actually generally found like the 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 fight scenes more visceral and 2d format like i i was i i found them a lot more thrilling so like i think like but that's also like good filmmaking so that might be separate from uh uh dominion you know i I actually want to bring that up though like because because obviously the, the the biggest difference between like something like dominion and and maverick is like you know like like one's heavily relies on cg the other doesn't because i mean these are like real actors like you know like i I mean these are like actors that are like flying for real like you know like they're all they've all trained under you know the tom cruise well no no pointedly it's just tom cruise none of the actors flew they did they did yeah all of them did. You're yeah, telling they, me uh, the Monica Barbero, Barbaro, like like all the flew? all the, the the actors, like they were trained, like they 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 flew the jets for real, like for like three months. You're telling me, uh, I, I didn't know that. No, that can't be right. They did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's like you know, it's it's like it's 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 um you know, because obviously it, it it did like for for the danger that comes with you know something like that, having your talent be the one to fly like you know like like in these like very intense situations. Because I mean, like you know, like they even explained 
like the like in Washington, filming in Washington around the mountain area, how close they had to to really fly, you know, like to 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 do these maneuvers and stuff and. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, damn, man, like, I mean, it, it's it's crazy, like, how they were able to do this with the talent. But at the same time, you know, it, it has such a good payoff, like, when you watch the movie, because you feel it. You feel, like, their their fear, like, you know, like, as you as you're watching it, like, it, the intensity builds and, and and it and nothing really comes across like like CG, like, or at least notice, noticeably CG, like we're off the bat because you're, you're just kind of like, like in like the, uh, in the pilot seat with them. And so with, with the 4d experience, you, you especially feel that because as they're moving around, like, you know, you're moving with them. And, and so I'm curious, like, like how that would compare with, with like something like dominion, because, because that was like real, real stuff that they filmed. And like dominion is just going to be, I guess, you know, just these like extended like sequences of you know you don't know if it's if it's shot in the volume or you don't know if it's shot on location and you see these drafters kind of chasing Chris Pratt somewhere and you know like how how that's gonna you know turn out but I like I, I it just kind of like made me think about like you know like okay um, uh, some movies can obviously get away with uh, like with this experience with, with being in this experience and then you can just watch it without it and then it's still as enjoyable but then there's some other movies like dominion or if you just watch it exclusively in this experience if you watch it without it it just kind of feels I, and i'm not saying dominion is going to suck or anything but it's like you know a, a hypothetical if it turns out that way you know if I was directing the 40x for Dominion, I, I would want like when Laura Dern comes like first in the frame, that the seats just kind of like swoon back, <laughs> like oh my god, it's Laura Dern, because that's that's my feeling anytime I see her show up in the trailer, just woo. I, so I will, I will say it was a little jarring because you know I mean again we you know wasn't quite there and i know they're talking about it a little bit more and more um in regards to like how you know you know how much they really did because even you know when 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 tom cruise is in a movie i mean at the end of the day what they mainly talk about i mean in reality it could have been 70 percent vfx but they'll just talk about the 30 percent that wasn't you know what i mean and, and that's right. what makes it kind of interesting so it's oh it's always kind of hard to gauge percentage wise exactly what was done and but you know like let me tell you something there are certain moments that that just really because what i what i read was that was that i know that they they definitely were training and that they were they were like um essentially like co-pilot like kind of co-pilots like passengers but in the in the in the jets and and that they were like training on on how to actually be able to say their lines without you know actually like throwing up or anything while in the air um which is crazy but then just kind of like near the end of the film so like everything is just feeling so real so real i mean like uh, you know, even even the even the boat scene is feeling like real. Everything is just like I, I don't even know if this is real, but it feels fucking real. And um, um, but then near the end, you know, when when there's a sort of wood scene, 
a snowy wood scene. I was like, what the fuck is this LED, okay, yeah. LED yeah. walls that were killing me? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I think I, it felt so, it actually kind of took me out of the movie for a second. Um, and I mean, people could probably debate, you know, how they feel in general about, you know, how the film just at one point wouldn't quite end. <laughs> It's just another one, another one. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, another, uh, uh, they took the hero's journey to the extreme there. Um, but, you know, that moment, and I'm just like, oh, like, it, it was a bit, but it was very brief. And I, I, it wasn't something that I dwelled on it. And, and, and like I said, it's near the end. So, you know, 90, 80% of it, 90% of it, it, you don't quite have that feeling. So I got over it really quickly. But I was just like, something feels wrong here. <laughs> um, and it kind of, again, I don't know if it was just that, like, you know, everything else just kind of, I don't know if it was a quality thing or I don't really know if really just everything, you know, so much of it kind of was real and it just wasn't. So you can almost kind of tell, like, you know, I don't, I don't quite know the percentages or, or, or what it actually is, but it, it just, it threw me off. And I was just like, ah, I don't know about this. Well, the thing is the problem with that it, part of the movie is um, it also has the best special effect in the whole movie, which they held off for the whole time. Tom Cruise running. <laughs> they hold that off for 90% of the movie and then once you see it you're like god damn there it is <laughs> you know all this jet flying and you know maneuvers and all that stuff like nothing tops it <laughs> I know so, yeah, everything around it is you know is, it frankly could be very distracting they, so, make, you, they like, make you wait for it yeah they, they, they dangle it in front of you like <laughs> Like I had to wipe off the the water that was shot in my eye from the the chair in front of me. <laughs> Someone just like dodges it and it just goes just up a couple rows. Yeah, like some like some of those like those those uh, squirts of water. Like I mean, because me and Jeremy were kind of wondering, like, because sometimes it didn't hit us, and then we we're wondering where it did hit. Like where, like what's the the range of these? <laughs> Cause, yeah, I was like expecting like a puddle of water to be like on the ground in front of us, or like I stand up and my socks are completely soaked and I didn't <laughs> notice. Because <laughs> like you know, I see all this water flying everywhere, and I'm like, I ain't getting hit by none of this. Like, <laughs> where's it going? It's like it'll hit me, and then sometimes it won't. I'm like, it makes it puts me on edge. I'm like, man, I, I I'm like putting my glasses closer to my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to like see if I could like next time we go I kind of want to like mess with the seat because I think it comes from the seat in front of you yeah I, I, and I kind of want to just like see if I can adjust the nozzle and just point it a little more towards me <laughs> so like I could get like a direct hit to it like in the chest because you know like I really needed to to feel it I, and just, just um, aim it for your mouth and then it could just be like a yeah exactly just like <laughs> You see, like uh, I was, I was telling Jeremy, like I don't know if I feel comfortable with the water shooting me because I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> like so. Like, and then I told you you're going to Islands of Adventure soon. Yeah. And if you're worried about dirty water in a theater, you you're not going to enjoy that theme park. <laughs> it's all dirty water. So uh, take it in now. But yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, not wet enough. That's my my big complaint. 
maybe next time I go, I'll just like poke a couple holes in a water bottle and just like, you know, see if I can just squirt it uh, at me, like just get a little bit of the effect if it's not working and then just ask for like, you know, hey, can you like deduct this from my uh, ticket price? Because I'm not getting what I'm asking for here. (laughs) Also, like more smells. I did say like, okay, yeah. (laughs) smells but i mean it also wasn't a smelly movie i mean honestly it would have been great if they like pumped like the smell of like jet fuel into the movie (laughs) but i feel like yeah like the the smell of testosterone levels (laughs) rising (laughs) they just put pheromones into the theater so like (laughs) we're like doing squats in our seat yeah i don't know try to do pull-ups yeah no i that's um i was saying like yeah we like they like we saw the poster for crimes of the future and like they did crime to the future in 40x and like (laughs) i want to feel like someone is licking like a wound like in my stomach (laughs) yeah (laughs) just the smell of blood they dye all the water red you know like Uh, i want to feel like my limbs are just getting ripped apart and things are getting inserted or pulled out of me. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yeah, they just uh, they just put like the, the this metal metallic flesh, you know, pieces throughout the theater that just drop on you at certain points. They're like, please insert in left arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, final uh, uh, thoughts on Maverick or or the uh, 4DX or any theater experience um no i mean i i'm i'm definitely you know intrigued about like i think knowing me a little bit i think i'm gonna save it for like a kind of film where i feel like you know because i can be kind of a little bit particular and decisive sometimes in great ways and sometimes in not great ways so I think I'm going to kind of like kind of think about what would be kind of coming out in that because I, I want to be able to to feel as objective as possible like while doing that but I mean the yeah. way you guys are talking about it have definitely leaned me toward more in that direction um, that I, I don't know if I would have ever really kind of come to it on my own I think I would have just you know I know it at the end of the day it kind of depends on on what's available in your area and things like that. But like, um, um, I think if it's kind of for the right film, you know, depending on where I am or what's available, I think kind of similar to the, to the, the screen X, you know, that's something that also Regal has that I've, you know, never done. I'm kind of like, for me, I'm going to wait a bit to see like, what'll be the right thing. Um, but I did like sort of Jeremy's take on, uh, um, seeing like uh, uh, Dominion in that because it'll probably make it more worth it. And like, I like that kind of logic because if it wasn't, I haven't seen actually any of the newer Jurassic Park films. I absolutely refuse. But, you know, I've been, I've been contemplating like, do I might as well? Like, since I have, you know, A list or something like that. So, but we'll see. But yeah, I mean, y'all are I, I, the way that you guys are both seeming like you're 
super complaining about it, but then ending the thought with, it was great. Like, you know, only a movie theater kind of experience, I feel like, can offer something like that. Like, this was so fucking intense, but let's do it again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to do it for, like, everything now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just complaining. It, it doesn't go far enough. It needs to go farther. I, I, I need a seatbelt for it. I want to be sick. <laughs> and, um, I mean... Actually, now I think about it, Dominion would be kind of a great one because uh, Jurassic Park Adventure at um, uh, Islands of Adventure is like one of my favorite theme park rides, which is a boat ride. And, uh, you know, now I kind of want to, you know, see the movie in a theme park experience way and see if I could compare them in such a way. I mean, it won't probably won't be as good, but I'd like to do that. And then also, like, you know, Dinosaur uh, Escape from Extinction, you know, being another dinosaur-esque ride that I kind of compare this mostly to. See it both in that format. Yeah. I kind of want to see if, like, you can do, like, home installation for this, though. Like, if I'd be able to buy a uh, buy one of these units and kind of install it, you know, somewhere in my house. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to like process the idea. Um, I don't know. I th- I think I I think there's t- there's all there's already so many things you could do at home. <laughs> I don't I don't want to do. I mean, like I don't know. Like I I would I want to say um like if if there was a different a new experience that comes after this like that you can do from home, I would I would say it's like just virtual reality like. Or you can have the theater experience at home, but like just with a headset. I think that's the next thing that might. I've happen. done. Okay. Well, now we want to go to something else. I've watched the movie in VR before. Like at home? Uh, not at home, at a friend's house. But yeah, I have watched. Uh, I watched like forty minutes of Exorcist. I want to say three. I think I saw, yeah, and um, yeah, it's not a, it's not a great way to watch a movie. Uh, put no. it, put it shortly. I mean, it's it's um, it's kind of cool. It was it was weird. It was in like a public VR space, so there's like people in there chatting. So like, you know, I left it on because I was just kind of curious, you yeah. know. And uh, but yeah, it's like you're sitting in a virtual theater and you're looking at a screen. It doesn't immerse you in the screen. It puts you in a theater and uh i mean i don't know it's not my it it wasn't as exciting i wouldn't do like a rewatch of seinfeld on vr um yeah it's kind of more like uh i think vr is more attuned to uh more uh curated experiences which i had a lot more uh uh fun with yeah no i I get that i mean yeah like and I, and I, i was saying that like you know as if like uh because I'm not really that fond of the idea, but I, I it seemed like a, a logical progression as far as I guess how how people would want to elevate like their home consumption, like for like these type of like movie going experiences. But but anyways, um, yeah, like uh, it was cool talking talking to this about this with you guys. So like uh, I am curious now, uh, what you've been watching, uh, Jeremy Vicky? Who would like to start? Else. <laughs> 
I'll start. Um, so just briefly, I want to mention um, a couple things I did just like recently wrapped up. So, you know, just finished watching um, miniseries Candy uh, on Hulu um, starring Jessica Biel. Um, can I just say that I am here for the resurgence of Jessica Biel? Like, please keep, uh, you know, yes. being an executive producer to your content. Um, just do you, girl. And I'm fucking here for it. You know, when she kind of, you know, quote unquote, came back with the center. I mean, nailed it. And now I am sort of like rooting for her in this way that it's like I will as of right now sort of try anything that I see her in um and again you know and 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 she's you know I I guess she may have released other things in between that that maybe I haven't quite come across but you know this sort of the, the one similarity between these between the center season one and candy is just like this very dark you know, murderous, just like it's, it's intense. And, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that she sort of rooted for herself and fucking did this thing. And it was amazing. Um, I did finish season six of working moms. Um, you know, it's kind of on Netflix. It's kind of doing that thing where, you know, working moms is a Canadian show that distributes in the U S on Netflix. And, um, you know, it's season six, you know, it's, it's hard to keep a, to keep a show kind of equally as entertaining with each season as it goes along. It's still, it still hangs in there for me. I think it definitely continues to show moms in ways that are not what we typically see. It's still funny. Um, but it did make me look into, it felt like something was different. And if I, I didn't do super, you know, a lot of digging into it, but it seems as though, um, um, the creator, um, Catherine, fill in the blank here, who I'm failing to remember her name. Um, she was like no longer like writing the episodes, you know, I think, I think they've kind of like handed it off. It seems as though the season. And if that's true, then, then it's kind of like a parent, um, just from like an audience perspective, just like something, some of the plots and things like that felt a little bit less original or, or just, I don't know, like I just felt less invested. Um, but it definitely started to pick up after a couple episodes and I started to feel like I was like kind of in the groove again, but you know, whether or not that is factual, you know, if, if the writing changed or writer or whatever writers, um, I think it's just, in general hard for a show to go on six seasons, seven, eight, you know, and kind of maintain the same level of, 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 of quality. Um, I think that's just kind of like a feat within itself. So it's impressive. Um, and then on Netflix, um, I just finished like the other day, uh, yesterday, the day before, um, it's latest British miniseries anatomy of a scandal. Um, it's just their high high drama courtroom sort of show miniseries um, about like a politician that you know is accused of of sexual assault and it's primarily from the wife's perspective his wife um, but it also kind of fo- it also follows 
the uh, victim's lawyer, who's played by Michelle Dockery. And I mean, can I just say that that I'm constantly obsessed with her performances, no matter what she's in. So I just, uh, I may have got got to it either way, but she was definitely like, you know, I just, I love hate the way that actors can just, like, you just get kind of sucked in. It's like, they're in it. I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? It's like, you kind of lose all sense of, like, logic, you know. But she is one of those for me. It's like, she's in it. I'm going to try it. And it was friggin' great. I don't recall having watched any or many kind of British courtroom dramas. And, man, it was just like... Uh, I was totally sucked in kind of from beginning to end. Um, and it was just ridiculous enough, but it, it never like went too far. And I really enjoyed a lot of the, uh, the, a lot of the choices in regards to like, um, you know, I mean, it's a sexual assault case. So the way that they go back and forth between the present, which is like in the courtroom and the past of just like what really happened. Um, and then kind of pulling from different people's perspective, just some of the filmmaking choices and the editing choices. I mean, it, it made a sort of story we've already seen just felt so fresh and unique. Um, and that was great. But the thing I am technically currently watching, I finished the first episode of, uh, this morning and um, I kind of watch a little bit, a little bit every morning now is uh, the two-part documentary of George Carlin's American Dream that HBO uh, just released. Um, You know, he is one of those comedians that, you know, my dad loved growing up. So, like, I watched a lot of just, like, different specials and kind of grew towards him. But, you know, since I was a kid, George Carlin was old. And then now he's no longer here. Rest in peace. So, um, um, I was even surprised by myself how very easily I just kind of press play. Cause even sometimes with documentaries, I'm like, man, this is probably going to be really interesting and I'll just kind of skip it. Um, but you know, I guess it caught me kind of at a right time and you know, it's, it's always, it's a very luxurious thing when you're youthful to forget that an old person was once young. So just being able to really like know about his story. I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just blown away because, like I was saying, I mean, by the time I was born and heard of him, he was already, you know, just kind of more of that rebellious figure and that, you know, straightforward comic and stuff like that. So to kind of learn, you know, just really how it started for him and how that was a, how that was a shift. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm having a ball with with and the fact that it's like a two part documentary so four hours long basically total i mean they they really took the time and effort and i'm glad that they broke it up into sort of sections versus just cramming everything into a sort of two-hour documentary and and not feeling as fulfilled but yeah that's what i'm currently watching oh i just want to say i looked up um uh working moms and uh uh, creators Catherine Reitman and um, who is uh, Ivan Reitman's uh, daughter, and she looks uncanny, uncannily is that a word? Uh, like her dad more so than Jason Reitman. I was like, oh my god! Like I didn't even have to like verify if that was her, uh, uh, his daughter. I was just like, oh geez, that just looks like Ivan Reitman. <laughs> so I didn't even know. Um, 
Uh, I mean, talk about like sexism. I didn't even know uh, Jason Reitman had a sister that was uh, a creative also, you know. Um, uh, I would probably generally be curious. And uh, I didn't know uh, the, the Michelle Dockery was in anything else besides the gentleman, which I thought she was uh, pretty good in. So I'd like to see her in uh, courtroom drama. Yeah, and this and this pushing of like you know thinking about Catherine Reitman and just like this just you know kind of revolving door often that we're seeing especially a lot in TV shows where it's just like you know the creator is like you know they're kind of creating it writing it you know producing it starring in it you know and she's great I mean she nails her character like to the T so so it's just kind of um, you know it kind of it's 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 so much to do, especially you know on 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 I mean on a sort of platform like this. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a it's not a sort of an indie choice. You know, it's kind of like she could have saved herself some grief. You know what I mean? Finding someone else, but to kind of making that choice to put yourself in the center and just add more work, it's just like it's insane. But she definitely adds a voice that is just something we haven't seen on television. I think that's why it lasted, has lasted so long. I haven't really even watched anything. Yeah, oh, I guess I saw... Um, I did do the uh, Fathom event for Star Trek The Motion Picture. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, great. Uh, I, I woke up. I was fresh-faced. Good. Got to the theater, snuck in a uh, Red Bull, and um, still managed to uh, fall asleep in that movie uh, near the end. Because it's one of the most stoned movies in existence. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, people talk about, like, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, which I think this movie is probably closer to than anything quasi-Star Trek. Well, I mean, the story is... uh, pretty star trekky but just the the mood and atmosphere of this movie is just so fucking like slow and drawn out like there's like just five minutes of like when they introduce the enterprise which i mean honestly is kind of the magic of the movie it's um it's kind of when it gets plotty i find it it gets a little slow but um when 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 they just introduce the enterprise it's just five minutes of like um Jerry Goldsmith just going absolutely nuts with the score just like playing it to his best uh, it's an incredible score and then just Douglas Trumbull like probably having the like maybe his like best non 2001 work just like absolute incredible effects and um I mean, the, the, they're showing off, like, I guess this is the second restoration. Like, because um, I've seen this movie twice and I didn't realize the first time I saw it was the first restoration, which now I realize, like, did have some, like, shoddy kind of CGI. And then this looked um, a lot more cleaned up and um, it looked like they used a lot of the original plates instead of uh, uh, subjugating to reskinning it. Um, that's what you get with Fathom Events, baby. Ten-minute special feature about a particular aspect beforehand. Um, and 
yeah, just looking at those like original plates for the movie, I'm like, God damn, like they put so much details into these miniatures, like and it's crazy, like apparently Douglas Trumbull, like like I was like looking at like all the keys and like references and he's like uh, apparently he's like well uh, they're in space and there's no light in space so i'm gonna rebuild the whole enterprise and put internal lights on everything and um and so like he, he pretty much redesigned the whole thing just to have little mini flashlights on it and everything so it could light itself up because he's like uh, usually you have a key frame key light on everything because the sun exists but not in space um so I was like, oh, that's like, that's kind of like a weird special effects thought I never really considered and all that. Um, and now it's going to bother me when I watch anything. Um, but yeah, besides that, I mean, um, the, the, I think you would like that movie, Tristan, because it kind of has like a quasi Twilight Zone-esque uh, twist and morality tale in it, cool. which I think you would find uh, pretty fun. You just have to like just realize that it's going to aggressively try to put you to sleep while you get to that point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's Star Trek, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to skip over men. We don't have to talk about that movie. That's, uh, that's the only other movie I see besides Maverick and that in theaters last couple weeks. Um, I guess I'll talk about like Severance. I finally finished that after extended time. Um, that's the Apple TV Plus series with uh, Adam Scott, Zach Cherry, John Turturro, uh, Patricia Arque- Arquette. Sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, this is my first Apple TV original I've I've seen. This is how I broke the Apple TV cherry my apple tv plus cherry which i could have used to watch cherry but i didn't um and uh yeah this show is like kind of rules it's exactly my shit um it's uh it kind of covers a lot of the ideas i like um uh it's kind of got that that nice vague uh uh office bureaucracy kind of throughout it but then also like the the whole ideas of like what it means of self and you know having your work life and personal life like literally split apart into two different lives and the idea of those lives questioning what the other life is doing in between those times you know um it with and being within the same body it's uh it's quite fascinating i i love that i'm shocked it took me this long to watch it um which is like a month after it ended because it's it's so much up my alley um not a fan of the season finale um but i think that's just a tv problem where like you know where the story's gonna end up and then it just treads and treads and treads along and you know you're like all right let's just get to the end you know maybe we could have cut an episode out so we know like <laughs> make it a little shorter because we TV has to be as long as possible these days. But this is one of the better ones where I thought, you know, it's um it's uh you know TV qualities weren't as uh weren't as prevalent as uh, other shows. Um but yeah, Severance uh I'm surprised 
maybe you try to watch it, Vicky, and then got like sick of it after 20 minutes. That would be my guess of it. Surprisingly, I have not tried it just yet. Uh, I was waiting for it to end. And then just because I was getting off of production, I spent most of the time trying to catch up on things that that already had other seasons, like Working Moms. So I'm since I tried Anatomy of a Scandal, basically I'm right at that point where it's 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 I'm gonna watch season two of Undone on Prime and then then that one. Yeah, I'd be kind of genuinely curious what you think of it. Um, uh, it's 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 very interesting, Tristan. Uh, you you might like it. Yeah, um, yeah, you'll probably like it because it's got weird production designs and choices um and such uh but yeah that's uh that's great um i don't know if you guys have another two hours so i could talk about um the first two episodes of obi-wan kenobi but um i'll just say in short just much to my uh surprise that uh it, it it's doing the things i want star wars to be doing right now um while doing things that i don't want star wars to be doing well, like like meth labs. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's kind of leaning into what I was saying. Is um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I feel like the scumbummery of the Star Wars universe isn't dug into enough, and um, you know, you know, the CD underbellies, uh, you know, that is always so much talked about but never really like seen, and then just like. I mean, essentially, just having a planet that's like, uh, just like the slums of Coruscant, you know, um, it's uh, it, it was a ton of fun, and then also uh, what they do with uh, all I'll say, like I don't, I don't guess it would be a spoiler, but whoever the quote unquote second lead of the show is, uh, surprisingly a choice I have enjoyed greatly so far. Um, I think uh, they did a surprisingly good job with that compared to uh, similar choices they made in other Star Wars shows. Um, but uh, yeah, it's great. It's nice to see Ewan back. Uh, uh, it's very funny to see Flea in a Star Wars show. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't dig. I can't dig too much into it. I have way too much about it. Um, I also have way too much about probably the thing I've spent the most time watching out of anything, including the movies is a uh, mission impossible dead reckoning part one trailer. I've probably watched that at least 30 times by now. Um, it's an amazing trailer. It's not quite the mission impossible fallout trailer, but it's certainly up there. Uh, has a great Ethan hunt line, which is not said by Ethan hunt, but one of the great lines that talk about how, great Ethan Hunt is has one of those lines um, and yeah I, I'm so fascinated what this movie is going to be um, and uh, Haley Atwell I think like Haley Atwell seems like such a standout already in this movie like I was genuinely curious I, I was like alright they casted her like maybe she'll be like a smaller Vanessa Kirby type part but it seems like she is in a big part of that movie and it seems to be a key part in some of those <laughs> those scenes at least that they show in the trailer so i I'm, I'm very excited by that and uh yeah the villain looks 
I'm, I'm generally the, the 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 villain looks so fun. There there's just a certain shot that just is so silly to me. Actually, two shots that just uh, make, make me giggle just thinking about them. Um, but yeah, I I I. I I probably watched that more than anything. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been watching. So yeah, like that's cool. Like, um, like, is uh, it? yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's cool that like you guys are, are able to still watch things. I feel like I've honestly been struggling to do just that. I was trying to like <laughs> make a quick list on like the stuff that I've seen, which, uh, or at least the shows that I've finished because I know, I know, like, there's only a few shows uh, that I that I was able to, to like watch completely, and and one of them, uh, Our Flag Means Death, uh, like Taika Waititi's uh, uh, Bad Pirate Show, where it's uh, I forgot the actor's name, like Riss, like or, or not his name, like like Rice Darby, is that how you pronounce it? Rice Darby, yeah, Rice that's Darby. right. Yeah, like um, yeah, he's the the lead, uh, and he basically is just some you know upper class uh, guy in the you know back in that uh, era of pirates where basically he decides he wants to just drop everything like the whole lifestyle like he had a family and on all these uh, you know like set up things back in the day and just wanted to be a pirate but he's so innocent and he's a nice guy and he has these like dumbass pirates that are just kind of like you know like wanting to do piratey things and and he's trying to teach them manners and and all these different things that they don't they don't care about and and it just kind of leads into these shenanigans uh where uh you know uh eventually uh blackbeard gets involved which you know is is kind of fun because i uh i I didn't expect it to kind of dive too so deeply into uh blackbeard as as like a fictional uh uh i guess like a like a fictional take of of what eventually becomes like a romance story so you know like i i definitely think that there's a lot of uh good uh comedic bits in this show and and surprising appearances from you know certain actors involved so i i think it's it's a fun time and uh i would recommend anyone check that out because it's you know it's half about half an hour each episode and it's very uh light-hearted for the most part and and it's 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 just very um like like a very nice easy watch like that's what i appreciate about it so i i, th- I thought you know People should check that out. It's it's got some good stuff in there, some Takiwa Titi uh, humor that you might enjoy. Um, mm. Regarding uh, Atlanta, I know that uh, we've talked about Atlanta in the past, and from what I can remember, you guys weren't that into it. Um, I. I watched the first season and I was obsessed and then I watched the second season and it was a sharp 180 um, in a way that I wasn't expecting like my reaction to be, but it was so sharp that I, you know, when I heard about, cause season three just finished right recently. Yeah. And then I was like, Ugh. so I, I'm very intrigued to, 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 to know what you're going to say about it, because I've been so on the fence. Um, 
to to continue it. Um, but when I heard that season four will be the last one, I was like, well, maybe I'll just I can just watch these two because it'll end. But ooh, what are you gonna say? So interesting. You should just send me the episode that's just uh, Sazzy Beats episode apparently from this season, and just cut out any reference to the show, and I'll probably love it. Because <laughs> uh, from what I understand, this show is. Um, yeah, it, it, it's completely got away from what I found interesting about the show, and now it's just a collection of short films so it's the actors I enjoy. Like, um, I mean, so, yeah, like, because it's... Because uh, basically, like, at least with the sharp turn that you described, Vicky, and uh, just trying to, like, think about what that meant uh, from the second season, which, you know, I feel like is what the show ultimately like evolved evolved uh evolved into like the third season like because because from what i read like donald glover he didn't really want to do a third season he was basically done after the second season but then like something brought him back i can't i honestly like i'm trying to remember if, if he even like said like what that reason was but uh basically um you know with with the actors uh uh scheduling conflicts uh because they're they're so you know they're they, they've moved beyond uh you know like this show at this point where they you know they're starring in these blockbuster films again these bigger roles and and stuff like uh, they they turned it to half an anthology series and you know just half like you know the the Atlanta vignette you know uh, main four adventure type of stories so it's like it's like they're they're in europe her you know what how the second season wrapped up like uh you know like like uh, paperboy was was going on tour and so they kind of follow these characters but then of course the show is atlanta so you know like they have these separate episodes like these separate vignettes are like very like just anthological uh, like like uh, like just twilight zone type of things where you know it just takes you to these atlanta based stories of, of characters that you've never seen before and you just see them in these situations that are just you know like black surrealism you know just kind of these stories that uh like I, I would imagine some people would be very upset about because they you know they don't want to be away from these characters that they that they care about or, or watch the show for, which I can understand. But like um I at least for me, like like just kind of me like seeing how the show progressed and it slowly like started turning into like a different show or or just like each episode is kind of like going in different directions that the last episode kind of set up and and it and it's not there's no real payoff until maybe like by the end of the season like it's it's kind of like like you don't know what you're gonna get which for me I don't mind because I I, I think it, it makes it more like fun like less uh, and it makes me less concerned about really trying to just keep track of like stuff going on because it's all thematic stuff where like, like in this season, the first episode is basically uh, like, it starts off with a ghost story and then it turns into like a fictional uh, thriller based on like a, like a, a real life tragic event regarding, uh, you know, like a family uh, that, uh, you know, like there's th these two, these two women uh, who, uh, 
yeah, like I, I like I don't even want to like you know say the story like like a what because I don't want to get it incorrect, but but it's it's it, the first episode of the season basically just kind of takes it into into a, a way where it's it's fictionalized, but it it shows you the horror of just kind of like. Um, how certain people prey upon uh, the black community, and and also just how like uh, like certain cultural significance significances can uh, really be uh, taken advantage of, uh, you know, and 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 like I I just I I just appreciate that this this show like if you look between the lines like there's so much to research about it and so much to unpack that of course watching it at first the first time is going to be frustrating it is going to be confusing but you know like when you finish the season uh, you see that there's bits that have been consistent and then there's also bits that have like really just kind of been uh, you know, uh, like sprinkled, like in subtle ways, like that they have uh, something to say about, you know, like our current, you know, like, uh, like uh, uh, viewing of, of just how America treats like this community, like the black community, or even, you know, like how, uh, you know, like Atlanta, like as it's, as a, as like a whole is just you know like part of like what this uh, subculture subculture of America, um, like it, it like it it's it's got like like I I'm trying to like find the ways like uh like like the most comprehensive way to say it like without you know really giving anything away like um because I I mean I don't even know if there is anything to give away but it's just like I can't really explain it in a way that I would I would say you guys would probably like it at the first time you see it. It's just a show that I think if you want to be surprised and you want to see where like the certain vignettes take you, I would say just check it out for you know like the the simple reason of of just wanting to be surprised and just wanting to you know see like different variety of storytelling that isn't just you know consistent but it, it just has like a purpose for for each you know like rabbit hole that decides to dive into um like i i guess that's where i'll leave it there like it's for me for me i like season three i like season three a lot um they they had an issue with the actors and they found a unique solution around that to you know c- continue the story uh of, of of being in Atlanta, and so I thought that was just a like a good creative uh, solution that you know I feel like again it might be frustrating to some people who really want to see these characters. I can understand, but I think that you know it's it's got its perks because I just like anthology stories. I like you know just seeing. Uh, ways how people can try to like send a message um without really making it clear like what that message is without doing research and anything so that's that, that's just fun to me but um yeah that's Atlanta season three is 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 a lot um and and the last episode is the one with Zazie Bates uh of the season then it's basically kind of like uh inspired by like Amelie like the movie um yeah so that's that's the only one i've i've I've, I've read any review about and it sounded like i would want to watch it but it sounds like a bad atlanta 
episode. I just want to see Paperboy and his friends make it up and come in in the fucking rap world. And and there and know. there are episodes like that. I mean, I feel like yeah. um because because I feel like Atlanta, it, it kind of like it does that, but I feel like you can't you can't just I guess go jump into this show expecting it just to be about that when well i did because the whole first season was about that <laughs> like um like i because i because I, I the way how i saw it was kind of like i guess similar to 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 what to what i liked about search party is like i mean i, I you know i'm just kind of like just going off of this to that like because search party every season is just like while there is like a narrative like that's chronological like like as it continues it turns into a different thing it continually evolves and uh and i and i like i like while they're two different shows it's very similar in the way how it evolves like you know between different genres of of uh you know of like of what it chooses to do just for the sake of of interesting storytelling or just you know kind of like uh i guess a unique form of expression for you know for the community like i i mean i wish i could be able to to like say um exactly how like like an episode like uh i mean like literally there's this one episode where uh like it's about privilege about how like a like a light skin uh, uh, a black guy who you know like I mean he's he's like a high schooler and basically like there's there's this whole uh, commotion uh, about about this uh, uh, rich uh, black figure who decides like he's going to you know pay the tuition of college uh, for for students that are black and and this whole time this this light skin you know black kid like he used his like he used that privilege to kind of disguise himself as someone who like, like who like appears white and, 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 and he's adopted that culture, but, but, you know, his dad is black and, and like, and he's, you know, he's been trying to, to tell him, you know, like, like that he's not going to be able to like to, to pay for this college. Like, you know, he has to like, you know, figure out ways on how to, to make, you know, ends meet. And so like this, this, yes, it kind of, it's kind of like, turns into like this kid slowly going crazy because like he's like just he's going through eternalized racism and and becomes like you know some sort of like uh um like i i don't even know like uh like what to compare but it it can't there's kind of like some some early like 50s or, or 60s type of like aesthetics because it's black and white and uh i, I want to say it kind of reminds me of something that you'd see like from like kubrick around that era or even uh uh hitchcock i you know I, I think that was that was a good episode um but but yeah the other show that i saw uh just to wrap things up is uh uh, Love Death Robots, which I told you guys about, and yeah, just I uh, completely forgot I fucking watched that. Jesus yeah. Christ! Same. Oh my God! Same. Yeah, and uh, just uh, just to say, uh, you know, like back to to what I was saying about liking anthology stuff, like that especially I love because you know as far as expression creative expression like that's what I fucking live for is like even if it doesn't make any fucking sense and it might require some some deep processing or or, or research sometimes not I mean some of it's straightforward but sometimes you need like to know what the hell you just saw but it's like you just feel the expression and like this show in particular 
like there's just so many like stories that like you know like they're they're concept ideas but then there's some that are just just straight up emotion like like Jabaro's the last one uh, uh I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right Jabaro's the last uh short film of that of that volume and that one I loved in particular because it, it was just raw emotion barely any like yeah no dialogue not barely the no dialogue just yelling uh feelings uh and just you know like these like a, a very uncomfortable uh uncanny like valley type of uh uh, of, of aesthetic as far as like the human like expressions or even just the movements that are very like you know like like ferocious and and just and, and also also at the same time like like jeremy told me about this like with, with the frame rate like it's very off-putting like there's just a lot for that particular short that really you know put me into a trance and made it mesmerizing that i i just kind of stopped thinking about it and i and i kept rewatching it to to like process it like because i you know i just loved how for you know like what it was it, it i felt like it was just focused on you know this one particular uh, uh, uh character and 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 the siren um and and just how they you know interact with each other as as just to kind of give some sort of uh uh depiction of, of a toxic relationship that i could that i could definitely see you know like how that can that can be interpreted in, in like so many ways based on this interaction and their like brief dynamic after what's happened and that and that short film and i i i just i just love that that one in particular but the others like you know like i mentioned uh that i liked the david fincher one which you know i just like the aesthetic like more than anything and then just the characters seem interesting um as far as you know just how it was very unclear who like was like you know the, like the like good in that short film because it, it kind of played it like as if this character was willing to put a lot of lives at risk for a particular, you know, situation and, and you don't know what's going to happen next. And it's, it's very interesting. Like I thought, like I, I, I thought that one in particular, it was a good story about morality um, and, and a good, uh, you know, like uh, uh, use of the creature uh, designs that made it more like, a haunting to you know to, to to look at or to or to think about like i i really appreciated that uh, and there's of course uh, many uh, others uh I, like uh, uh i was gonna say um i want i want to know everyone's favorites those were your two which are probably near the bottom of mine but i mean i imagine we all have different answers i feel it'll be best cover them all uh vicky what were your favorite um like, what were your shout outs give me one second i'm gonna um, I, I think I'm having a hard time having an answer because this season, I don't know, it didn't quite, it didn't quite, uh, captivate me in a way that I was fully hoping. Um, um, I, I will just give a, even though I wouldn't necessarily call it good, but also wouldn't call it bad, you know. I just gotta give a little shout out to my three robots um, because uh, so I the fact that they're just tattooed on me and so cute and adorable. Um, <laughs> it felt a little bit too heavy-handed, though, the dialogue in regards to like just calling out society. Um, but I have to say, then, 
And weirdly enough, I mean, I think just because, you know, kind of like highlighting what Tristan was saying just about like creative expression. Um, I don't know. I, I have to say I, I am really surprised at the one that I think I liked the most just because it was just so like, what uh, was Nine of the Mini Dead? Um, just because I was just not expecting that in any way. And it was just kind of silly. And I think maybe in that moment, I just needed a bit of silly. Um, cause just a lot of them were really just more, I don't know. A lot of them just seemed more angry and or violent this season. Um, so that just kind of laid it off a bit, which I appreciated. And then otherwise, I mean, I think my favorite one is, uh, the very pulse of the machine, which again, that's my favorite. I was like, am I biased because I'm obsessed with Mackenzie Davis? Um, perhaps because I was like, you know, it didn't quite, you know, I can't say that I didn't recognize her voice, but I wasn't quite thinking about like, is that, you know, it wasn't really until the credits hit that I was like, Same. it is you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt like that, that, short was was like okay this is why i love love death and robots just because it's like it's a bit out there it's a bit you know it's it's a bit of everything you've ever seen and also nothing you've seen and to me that kind of felt more of like what what i look for when i when i watch uh an episode of this um i liked um, or the short films, I guess, essentially is what they are. I liked, you know, the, the art style was just different, but not too different, you know, it wasn't distracting. I don't know, it was, to me, that was, I love space shit um, all the way. I always want more space stuff, and for some reason we just can't mm. get more space stuff. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess I would, those will probably be my 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 top two. Yeah, dead and the very pulse of the machine. I was gonna say, um, yeah, I, I think the overall theme on this uh, season, in particular, is definitely the death part of uh, those three parts in the title. I mean, I kind of like thematically how robots tie into some of them, if you think a little deeper into it. But yeah, pulse of the machine is like my favorite easily because it just felt like nice pulpy like short story sci-fi that i absolutely adore like i i kind of looked up like all of these are adapted uh from like a short story or an idea from someone so i like I, as i was watching it i kind of looked up uh i like looked up each of the authors out this the the stories were based on and i was like looking into their work and trying to find it and definitely pulse of the machine was one i would want to read because it felt like something i would would have read out of like martian chronicles or something or any other like random short uh sci-fi story thing i checked out of the library you know in high school um yeah the art style just feels like it has like a pulpy 50s uh like science fiction uh magazine cover kind of look to it like bright you know, bright, like four color, uh, aesthetic, uh, the like printed on cheap paper kind of thing. And, uh, I think it used the art style very well. And I, I had the exact same feeling watching Mackenzie, like learning it was Mackenzie Davis. I was like, that's a good voice performance. And then, you know, seeing the credits, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And she's definitely, um, 
I was like, yeah. And if they ever made this into a movie, like she would be the perfect por- part per, uh, person for it. Um, yeah, that one easily like has stand out to me. And then my other one, which I almost equally like, but for very different reasons, was Team Kill or Kill Team Kill, which is like the one that's primarily 2D. And I thought it was really well animated. It had some really great action frames. It was, um, I think it was mostly animated on like uh, threes, maybe animation term uh, or twos. Uh, like it has some choppiness, but also smooth. Um, but it's just really well done. I actually thought it was kind of genuinely funny. It had some good bits in it. Um, and uh, it seems like it was very inspired by Tartavosky. Um like like it seems like directly influenced from like this is like reaction to first season of primal you know and just like oh let's make it like let's turn like the look of primal into like a predator style comedy you know and make it very silly and you know just as gruesome um and yeah i mean it's the tartavoski and predator seemed like the two biggest like things from that uh you know i just thought the animation was really well done the blending of uh the occasional cg element was really well to put in and it it just felt like a it's kind of like what you thought of um you know the night of the mini dead like it was just like a fun nice you know kind of lighthearted time and wasn't expected it's just very silly um but yeah, those two were my favorite. The Fincher one, I I would just shout out because, you know, I always like, I thought it was fine. I didn't love it, but I just thought, just give me a sentient underwater giant monster like any time of the day and I'll be interested. You know, that's kind of just my thing. Um, and then the, the whatever, the Entombed one is kind of the same thing where I was just like, oh, that sounds cool. Now when I actually looked up the short stories too, I was like, I wonder if this guy like has got some HP Lovecraft like short story collection kind of thing I could pick up. But yeah, I um I I I did enjoy this season as a show that I picked up very late. I was like, oh, I had a good time with basically all of these. Yeah, like, um, yeah, it was. I, I enjoyed, like, you know, like it's it's hard for me to say, like, if, uh, if, like if there's one in particular that I was like underwhelmed because I think, like, you know, like with what, with your reason for liking, uh, uh, you know, like that particular short, Vicky, uh, uh, uh like the Dawn of the Dead, or I fucking forgot the name, <laughs> like many, like Dead something. Uh, I, I like those, like. Like like I like how it kind of takes breather shorts where they're very short like like and comedic and and you know because it because there are some heavy ones uh, but it, I think they all do a good job of kind of like bouncing each other out and and um, yeah like with that said I'm gonna uh, wrap that up here uh, so you know like I hope you guys uh, enjoy listening to us talk about this uh, obviously we have. Uh, been kind of uh on a large hiatus <laughs> like you know just it, it, it's been a while i i understand uh and i appreciate you know for anyone uh you know who's been there with us from the beginning uh that you know you've stuck around like just just like waiting for the day for our return uh you know to jump back on your uh podcasting platforms uh it's going to be uh quite the 
busy uh, season for just, you know, like a lot of things in general. Like I know Vicky is still uh, doing film stuff and I am certainly still uh, fixing up a script for a project that I've got in the works. And I'm trying to get a Kickstarter up and running one of these days. And I hope I don't overthink that. And Jeremy, I understand that you are fucking waiting for Avatar to come out like, every single day when we like whenever we you know just talk about it so um yeah i just want to say thank you guys for you know talking about shenanigans and movies with me is there anything else that you would like to say before we go um no i mean i I just said no but i'm still speaking um i mean (laughs) this is this has always continued to be a lot of fun and, and great. And, you know, like I'm always constantly excited for what is going on next with us. Um, it's also just a good way to catch up. Who needs listeners? Just kidding. <laughs> Do listen. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Have a good, have a good week and see y'all next week. Oh yeah. I got nothing to say. Uh, uh, tweet at 20th Century Studios release Empty Man on 4K. That's it. Oh, for real? Like, what? Oh, no, I'm that... saying tweet at them. Oh, okay. Just, I was just, like, just tell them, like, <laughs> you know, not like 4K <laughs> physical. That's all I want. I don't really, uh, you know, if this podcast does anything to the world to make it better, you know, get that movement started. <laughs> all right, guys. I hope you have a good night and, uh, on to the next episode or situation or movie or whatever the fuck. Bye. Oh wait, life of a clock. <laughs> oh, I just uh, I just picked up the, or got this record. Just want to show it off. Just today, I missed it at record store day. We don't have to keep this in the episode. I just like showing off my physicals. He's he's showing off his physical life aquatic. The life aquatic soundtrack vinyl. Nice. All right. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.